what I have found through pursuing my own healing through the last three years is accepting that my self-care will always come with a healthy dose of cringe factor, and that's okay. The risk of judgment from other people can't stand in the way of who I am and what I'm passionate about. So if I'm passionate about sharing my ideas about healing on a podcast, then that passion is more important than you or somebody thinking that it's cringy. <laughs> Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. This is episode 71. My name is Erin, I'm your host, and today's episode is going to be about healing and cringe and the efforts that we make to overcome the judgments of others while we're also trying to overcome the judgments from ourselves. This episode, honestly, I had to overcome a little bit of mental block to do so. I had to overcome a little bit of my own self-judgment, a little bit of my own fears. Uh, What would people think? What would the audience think of this episode and this topic? But my word of the year for 2023 was healing. And, you know, here we are. It's the very end of May and I can't escape it. Everywhere I turn, it's coming up and I'm feeling like I'm getting a little bit more adept of talking about healing every time I venture out and try. I am by no means an expert, but I do bring my own education, my own background as a nurse, my own experience as someone who has been a leader and a support for others, and my own personal exploration of my own healing through therapy and, you know, self-care and varying degrees of creativity. So I hope this episode will help you and I hope that we can kind of come to a good place together. It's my intention that this episode finds you exactly where you're at and I want you to remember that you don't have to be anything other than what you are right now to hear my voice, to spend some time with me and um, I think with that being said, (laughs) I'm going to just dive in. Um, If you're anything like me, I think you found yourself the past three years of a global pandemic. Maybe you had a milestone birthday. Maybe you've been feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, probably a little bit lost. I myself can relate to all of those things. It seems like we're all burnt out and tired, and yet all those other women seem to have inspiring morning routines Everybody out there is baking healthy lunches for their kids. Everybody out there has a beautiful capsule wardrobe or a productive and prospering side hustle. And you might be wondering, with all of the inspiration out there to be consumed on social media, what is getting in your way when it comes to recovering from burnout and then building the place in the world that's made for you? You know that that place exists, and I talk about it all the time. But maybe you're struggling to get there, and it seems like when you look out there on social media... It seems like everybody else is figuring it out. So if that's you, then this is the episode for you. Because I would hazard there is some sneaky messages holding you back from testing the waters in your own recovery from burnout. And and the thing that's majorly holding you back, and it's definitely held me back, is fearing judgment from others, keeping you from trying new things and discovering the parts of your identity that have been 
undernourished through your adulthood. And what is that judgment that we fear so badly? I think it's a number of different things, but probably, you know, at the at the very first degree, I know for myself when I started putting myself out there, even as I put myself out there now, episode 71, I fear being seen as awkward. I feel being seen as being weird or I fear making you uncomfortable with this episode. You know, is it downright cringy? Yeah, maybe, maybe it is a little bit. Oh, no. Uh, I think we receive messages really early on as young women that our worthiness is defined by the ways that we show up for others. And if we choose ourselves or our own passions, then we understand the penalty for that may come at the expense of those relationships that we believe hold our value. And the reason I really feel so strongly to awkwardly make my way through this episode is because what I have found through pursuing my own healing through the last three years is accepting that my self-care will always come with a healthy dose of cringe factor, and that's okay. The risk of judgment from other people can't stand in the way of who I am and what I'm passionate about. So if I'm passionate about sharing my ideas about healing on a podcast, then that passion is more important than you or somebody thinking that it's cringy. (laughs) You know, the longer you worry about feeling cringy or caring about how others will feel as you take care of yourself and dip into what you might be passionate about or even just something you simply want to try... Um, The more you're embarrassed of what other people will think, the longer you will trade off on your own healing and burnout recovery, and you will trade off on what other people think in order to foster your unique sense of identity, and that will continue to feed and fuel your healing journey. Embracing your passions, your identity, and your self-worth, I think that will always come with a trade-off. And so I thought it would be really helpful today to talk a little bit about that and share some of my own personal experiences navigating the cringe factor so that I could really get to expressing myself the way I am today online or on Instagram. If you see me show up in stories, I'm sharing my gratitude. If you're coming here on the podcast, you're hearing my words and my ideas. You know, um, all of those things are about me taking care of myself by expressing my passions and embracing my identity and deciding that that identity has worthiness. And I'm going to take that worthiness whether it's given to me or not. So I trade off on that judgment from other people, uh, potentially even judgment from you as I navigate myself to the place in the world that was just made for me. This episode was inspired by perhaps a random series of events. Katie Steckley, who is a creator over at the Creator Club podcast, Katie published, I think a few weeks ago, a podcast episode titled Why I Love Being Cringy and You Should Too. And I really enjoyed this as a creator. Um, I'll link, link to it in the show notes. But this episode is all about the barriers that creators face, you know, people who are growing Instagram or trying to express themselves by creating content, Um, not dissimilar to what I'm doing here on Medium Lady, but um, there are real barriers that creators face while they try to navigate the judgments of others and then they play to a space that might be too small or too safe in order to avoid that, again, that penalty of being embarrassed or judged. And while I was listening to this episode, I thought it had really great implications for the audience here on Medium Lady Talks. So, You may have noticed more and more that I've honed in on the description of our audience and community as, you know, burnt out mothers and millennials. 
And I've done that on purpose by paying attention to engagement and feedback from our community over the last four to five months. And I see a lot of folks talking about motherhood and millennial burnout and pointing out the ways that we're playing a rigged game within society, you know. But I don't see a lot of people pointing out the ways to get out of that space. In other words, if we're playing a rigged game, how do we get out of the game? What are the solutions to this problem? And the more I think about it, the solutions to the problem actually lie with us, those of us who are burnt out and, you know, really tired and wanting recovery. I want to play my part in the conversations to focus on solutions and recovery rather than, you know, rehashing or replaying the problems and the suffering. I feel a little bit cringy even saying that, you know, that like, I want to be a part of the solution and the solution lies with us. Um, I don't want to keep rehashing, you know, these conversations about the patriarchy or the expectations on women or the unfair disadvantages that moms face. You know, I don't want to keep rehashing that. I want to talk about solutions because I believe like our generation can move things forward. So I hope that this can become a place for that and that the more I get over the cringe of saying, I believe there's a solution to millennial burnout. I believe there's a solution to the burnout of motherhood. And I'm just going to keep putting myself out there. But but we're talking about healing today. So if you identify as a burnt out mother or a millennial, then you might find yourself playing many roles to many relationships. Mother, wife, daughter, friend, boss, employee. Balancing all of the expectations of these roles is the thing that we believe, you know, we're seeing people do flawlessly on social media. We, we believe that people are fulfilling these roles with ease. When in reality, we're only seeing one corner of that person's life, and that's the corner that they feel has the most of them to offer. That's the corner they've decided is worthwhile to show to us. The corner of their life that they think is, again, most worthy of showing up. And that's the corner we see because our cultural conditioning trains us as girls and women to understand deeply that where we can gain value and worthiness is the ways that we navigate the happiness and comfort of others. So even when you're seeing a beautifully curated feed, that is done usually through the creator's approach to provide you as the consumer with something that will make you happy or inspired or entertained or or educated or whatever it may be. I myself am doing that. You know, I am also trying to provide you as an audience with something that will make you happy or inspired or entertained or educated. And I don't really think there's anything wrong with that until we reach the tipping point. And most of us do, which is We seek worthiness from others to such a degree that we trade off on our own needs, desires, creativity, and rest. So as I'm putting this episode out there, I'm trying to think of the episode not that you need specifically that will make you happy, but the episode that I need and that I feel passionate about sharing with you and trusting that by bringing myself to that place of vulnerability that I will learn more about who I am and my own identity And that I have to trust the process after that, after I put that out there. So what happens after we reach that tipping point? After we seek worthiness from others to such a degree that we trade off on who we really are. After that, we find ourselves chronically stressed or easily overwhelmed. We find ourselves worrying about the future or regretting the past. We find ourselves either a little bit or a lot burnt out and broken. But because we believe that worthiness comes from the comfort of others, we continue to repeat these patterns because we don't know how to ask for something else. We don't believe we have yet achieved worthiness 
that would allow us to stop those patterns and seek the change that would begin our own recovery and healing. To be honest, at the heart of our own healing is our own discomfort. Because in order to stop the pattern, we have to be deeply uncomfortable. We have to tolerate that discomfort. We have to start, probably very slowly, uh, turning down the volume of our discomfort. And in Katie's episode, and she's not talking about mothers and she's not talking about burnout. She's not talking about healing, but she is talking about being uncomfortable, showing who you are, showing the world who you are, or being excited about something and letting other people follow. She says, we can't just make the discomfort go away. It will always be there in some form. We instead get better at dealing with it and continuing with what's important when we feel our passion and drive. And again, she's talking about what might be embarrassing. What might be embarrassing when we post or share what we're doing or creating? But in the case of this episode here on Medium Lady Talks, I'm talking about our healing and our self-care. And we can get better at navigating discomfort and cringe when we claim space in the world to take care of ourselves and to highlight our needs above the needs of those we have been conditioned to put first for such a very, very long time. You know, I think as women or millennial women, we think about the consequences of claiming the space. We think about what will our partner think if we ask them to take care of the laundry so we can spend some time alone at the movies? Or what will our friends think if we take a day off just to be alone with no kids or appointments? Uh, We might cringe to ask our mother-in-law to watch the kids on Saturday morning so we can take a dance class. What will people think? What will we do if they judge us? What will we do if they say we don't deserve what we're asking for? I think this can be a real and daunting barrier to overcome. And, you know, we are not very good at imagining the payoffs. We are risk averse because we're aware of the penalties. And this is actually not a brand new idea to me. Um, Leanne Hannaway in episode 52 and 53 from season two, and I'll link that in the show notes. Leanne says, you know, that women are risk averse because they are more aware of the penalties than men. And in that conversation, she's talking about money and investments and career paths in many ways. But I think in terms of healing and asking for support to heal, uh, the penalty might be that we lose some of our worthiness. We lose our sense of virtue. When we're seen as women who aren't contributing our end of the cultural bargain, we We run the risk of the penalty of being seen as selfish or needy, entitled, aggressive. I mean, you name it. So, like, why would we do this? Why would we even endure this discomfort? There's got to be something. And and I think for a lot of people, the idea of their own healing is almost like not even appealing enough to pursue the discomfort Um, because it's really hard to conceive of healing when you're overwhelmed and burnt out. You're going so much into overdrive of your reactive instinctive responses that, you know, it feels like it's not really worth it. But there are a few payoffs of putting your needs above others. And I thought it might be helpful if I just take a few minutes to list out some of the things that I've been brainstorming about why you might actually feel motivated to put your needs above others. You might find some space to reduce your overwhelm. You might gain some perspective on an issue that's bothering you. You might remember some things that you used to really enjoy doing that you've forgotten about. You might release something that was holding you back or bothering you. You might be able to take a class or go to therapy or rekindle a relationship with a friend. You might start creating something for yourself. 
uh, you might actually start creating something for no reason at all. I probably could keep going with this list, and that's because I have been indulging in my own healing for the last, you know, just over three years now. And and that's okay. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to offer you the window of the solution of what indulging that time for yourself and indulging in your own healing, where it can take you in terms of payoff and benefits. When the perceived penalty of asking for help, putting our needs above others, when that penalty to do that is that someone might be unhappy with me, but also, again, that's only a maybe, but if, if there's a, even a threat of somebody being unhappy with me, and then I stack up the payoff against the penalty, that becomes a really important objective exercise to coax myself into tolerating the discomfort of doing the cringy thing of putting myself first. If I say, okay, so if I put myself first to record this podcast episode instead of making my kids lunches and folding laundry, then... The perceived penalty might be that my kids have to make their own lunches and they're going to be annoyed because that's going to take time away from their screens before bed. And that's going to be uncomfortable that my kids are kind of annoyed or maybe my husband is annoyed that he has to help them make lunches. But the payoff of that is that I've been able to record a podcast and I've been able to put one episode in front of the other. So objectively, you know, I can coax myself to tolerate the discomfort of them being annoyed that they're putting their lunches together so that I can put myself first. And I say to my family, I'm more important than the lunches or I'm more important than you being happy about the lunches (laughs) or not having to think about the lunches. And this is like really simple lunches, right? But that's the stakes that are getting in our way. Those are the things that we're putting ahead of ourselves. We're saying, I can't stop and take care of myself until the lunches, the laundry, the bathroom, the dog are taken care of. Because if I don't do all of that, it might put somebody in a position of discomfort or a feeling other than happiness. You might feel like you didn't choose this life of burnout and cyclical people-pleasing to your own detriment. And I, I think that's true. I certainly felt like I definitely did not choose to become perpetually burnt out. And your burnout is not your fault, but it is yours to heal. And you can help heal yourself by claiming space and by asking for what you need. You really are worthy of sharing your own story and you will experience almost immediate benefits when you start claiming support and sharing your vulnerable side. Once you make your way over those hurdles of discomfort, you'll be able to learn to love your vulnerability and to love your cringy side and to learn to let go of what other people might think or feel as you start to experience those baby steps towards your healing and your burnout recovery. Um, To get back to that episode about cringe and creativity that inspired me, Katie Steckley outlines in her episode that there's a societal vibe that trying hard is embarrassing. And putting yourself out there should be effortless and acceptable. So let's think a little bit about that from the perspective of caring and putting effort into your own self-care and your own healing from burnout. So if we think about healing and burnout, we might think about this as something that should be effortless. But that's just not realistic. And that expectation can also set us back when we make those small cringy steps. And maybe we don't immediately feel better or we aren't sure if the effort to be vulnerable is actually paying off. Because we perceive that if we want to heal, it should be effortless. The truth of the matter, and this is really true for me, how much I share about my own healing journey is that 
it's honestly like a lot of hard work. It's a very personal process and it has a lot of ups and downs. And those are hard to understand if you're outside of them. And I often wonder to myself, you know, am I sharing enough of what it's really like or am I treating my journey as a highlights reel? But I think just asking that question gets me to a place that's more authentic and reflective of the ways that my cringy journey to self-care is actually working for me. And to be honest, the times I share are the times when I feel like sharing. Or I hope that someone will benefit from seeing that it's not a straight line from burnout to recovery. I don't expect the process to be effortless. And I think that's really what I'm trying to gently encourage for you as well. So here's a few things that have felt super cringy to me on my recovery journey. Oh, gosh, this list. (laughs) Trying more than one therapist. Um, I have tried five therapists over uh, about a decade. And maybe that's a whole other episode unto itself. If you're interested in hearing about my journey to find a therapy match, you can DM me. Go ahead and send me a message on Instagram. I always love to hear from listeners. Here's another thing that was super cringy on my recovery journey. Trying medication, weaning off that medication, and then crashing super hard. Uh, That really sucked. And I remember like gritting my teeth when I had to admit to my husband that I'd made an appointment with my doctor to go back on meds. That felt like a failure. Um, Another thing, and you know, like cringy failure, discomfort, I'm kind of using all of those in the same in the same breath. But there's probably also like different frequencies of how like, how crappy those moments really were. Here's the thing that's cringy, even as I sit here recording, creating content as a way to build space in the world just for me, and then monitoring that that doesn't just become another way that I please others and perform to keep people happy. So putting this podcast episode out, episode 71, you know, it's all about healing and cringe. And I'm going to publish this episode. I am not really sure uh, that this is going to make people happy, as happy as, you know, my book review episodes or an episode with Nick. But uh, it's important to share. And uh, I can handle the discomfort of putting my ideas about healing out there. Here's another cringy thing. Sharing the things that aren't working in my life or my relationships I've shared before, like cleaning, how much I hate and struggle with cleaning. Uh, I've shared the amount of time that I have available to be with my husband and how like, you know, it's it's a really kind of like interesting season of marriage that we're in. You know, even something as cringy as like making a bid for other people to like and share my content in the hopes that it will help other people. That often feels super cringy. But healing and sharing requires you to put yourself out there and say, hey, here's what I'm going to try for. And it's a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. It doesn't mean that I'm going to feel great every day after I decide to recover. But it might mean that I share more of the things that I've kept hidden, or I ask for help with things that are getting in my way. And that can only help. It can be really scary to put yourself out there. Very, very vulnerable to admit that you want something. You want burnout recovery and you're on the journey, but you're not at the destination yet. And that might require support or inconveniencing others. Deserving healing is for everyone and deserving healing is for you. Even though you might agree with my words and what I'm saying to you, I think it's probably still like hard to believe them. This is not a prerequisite to start your burnout recovery. You don't have to believe what I'm saying. You don't have to believe that you deserve healing to start. The only thing you have to do is to try and be willing to slowly tolerate the bit of discomfort that's going to be required. 
And the reason I'm spending so much time, you know, like an entire episode, um, is that I have been doing this for the last three years, and it really has slowly increased how much I believe that I deserve healing and how much progress, imperfect and wholehearted, I have been able to make. And I can see that progress when I look back. Even the three or four years since postpartum depression in September of 2020, 2019. When you start to take those meaningful steps towards caring for yourself, you will start to hear more of what you think over the voices that ask, what will everyone else think? And you will start to tune into the frequency of that voice and you will trust it and you will even begin to like what she has to say. I'm finding that happening slowly with myself, even recording this this episode. You know, I, I'm there's a voice that says, what will everyone think about this weird episode about healing? There's a louder voice that says, I like this episode. I like talking about this topic and I want to say more. And when you start to like that voice, when you start to trust that voice, you know, she will whisper to you more and more loudly and she will eventually be at the place where she won't be ignored and she will be taking up the majority of your inner thoughts. You know, I think that I've hit that point to when I just had to become medium lady and start sharing my story online. And then I hit that point again when I just had to take my voice to the podcasting platform. And, you know, I think I'm kind of hitting like another moment right now sharing this episode with you. And I will say that this voice of my own identity, the voice that cares what I think, um, I wouldn't say that she's taking up the majority of my inner thoughts. But I can feel the ways when I take more risks and I make more clear bids for attention or support and I defend what I want with less explanation. So I'm going to wrap up here in this episode about healing and cringe and tolerating your own discomfort. And I want to circle back to one of the things that I said at the beginning, which is there's a place that exists that is just for you and you might be struggling to get there. And... If you think that you can get there without involving other people, I really want you to rethink that because it's just going to require that you get to know yourself in a way that will get you caring less about what other people think. And embracing your passions, your identity, and your self-worth will always come at the trade-off of what other people think. And that's okay. That is okay. That is a great thing. It's actually one of the best things for you, and it's actually probably one of the pinnacles of self-care, is leaning into you, leaning away from others, and falling deeper into yourself and into your own healing. I honestly would love to know what you think of this episode, and I'm going to overcome my own discomfort to hit publish. We will actually do part two of this episode next week. I'm going to talk a little bit more about how... You can actually take those steps towards your healing now that you understand why they're so important and why your healing is going to require that discomfort, uh, why you need to spend less time with your people-pleasing armor on, um, and, and how to take it off, how to kind of get yourself to a place where you're in a mindset that's going to really embrace putting your needs above others. Thank you so much for your time and attention and focus today. I truly love you so much, and I do not take your time with me on the podcast for granted. I want you to know that this episode is my love letter to you. It's a love letter to myself. It's something that I feel really strongly about, and as I said before, I knew healing was going to be my word of 2023, and so far, end of May, I haven't been able to escape it. 
If you want to connect anytime, I hope that you will uh, send me a DM on Instagram. I can be found at medium.lady. And if there's someone in your life that you think will benefit from hearing this message about putting their needs above the needs of others in order to make their way to a place of healing, I hope you'll share it with them. And I hope it finds them right where they need it most. That's all for now. My name is Erin. This has been Medium Lady Talks, episode 71, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Please make sure to reach out and connect on Instagram with me. I can be found at medium.lady over there. If you have any feedback about today's conversation, you can head to the pink tile in my feed for the latest episode and we can always continue the conversation over there. If you like this podcast, please make sure to share a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you love this podcast, please share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for growing our community. Finally, be sure to follow this podcast wherever you're listening and make sure your notifications are on. Don't forget, you're doing such a good job. Bye.